On this episode of the Traffic Club of Chicago podcast, we have Jeff Leppert, Senior Vice President at Redwood Logistics, a Chicago-based company and leader in integrated logistics. Thank you for being on the podcast today, Jeff. Really appreciate it. Thanks for having me. I'm excited to be here. No problem. Um, before we dive into to questions about Redwood Logistics, I do know that you are a past president of the Traffic Club of Chicago. So I was hoping you could tell me a little bit about your experience with the Traffic Club, being a president, um, and maybe how it's helped you in your career. Sure. So I don't, um, I'm actually, this is one of my favorite stories to tell. Um, and so one, probably one of the most ex uh, exciting reasons for me to be part of this podcast is the Traffic Club is is part of this, my my career. Um, it, it was part of my um, first journeys into transportation, um, but it was also part of my life prior to me even getting into transportation. And so my dad was um, president of the Traffic Club in 1991, um, and I was wow. president in 2016. And so we were the only the second father-son combo um, of this historic club in Chicago. And so I'm happy to see um, the Traffic Club continues to um, inform, educate, um, and continue to network the industry the way in which it has for um, over 100 years now. So um, for me, it is, it's a family story. Um, I was born into this industry, um, but it was also one of those things where I get, to, I get to pause every once in a while and say, one of my proudest accomplishments so far in my career was being president of the Traffic Club. So um, I only say that to say this, is that networking in this industry is often overlooked. And one of the things that the traffic club did from its from when I joined at the onset of my career um, was it gave me the ability to continue to network. And so um, I don't want to dominate the entire podcast with my career. I could probably talk for <laughs> ever on this one. But I, the, the simplest thing I can tell you is, is that I, I um, in some time when in a uh, I started a business off of a handshake of a, a member that I met at the traffic club, Chicago, um, I my first client was a member of the Traffic Club of Chicago. I sold the business to a member of the Traffic Club of Chicago. Um, I've changed jobs twice um, in career verticals, like industries from rail to, or small package to rail, um, based off of referrals and networks um, in this industry. Uh, but more importantly, I've continued to maintain those relationships because every day somebody asks me something new and says, hey, do you know a guy who, or can you help me with? Um, and one of the first things I defer to is, is, is the network that I established through the Traffic Club of Chicago. And so um, it is still an incredibly valuable tool, network, and organization. And so for me, um, if, if there are two things that I took away from, from that was basically I got to check a box on a personal side with my dad and I, which is just a, a tremendous honor. Um, but I also continue to check a box on a daily basis on uh, being the guy that it, do I need, do I know somebody in this space? And I can sit there and say confidence. If I don't, I know an industry that or a, an organization that can help me find the right guy. Yeah, that's great. Um, no, and, and so many people I talk to in the traffic club, I'm, I'm you know, fairly new to the uh, organization, but same thing, keep hearing the same story. Um, and it's amazing, you know, the relationships that we talk about networking, but it all, it, it's almost more than that. A lot of times from the guys that I speak to, it's, it's, you form those relationships. Um, you know, and I also have to thank you because I, looking back at the history, there's been a lot of pivots or, you know, adaptations to what the traffic club is, you know, we've kind of grown with the industry as it's expanded, starting out on rail and, and just growing in all aspects. Um, so it, it seems like in the uh, 
mid 2000s, uh, probably right around when you were president, a lot of new opportunities kind of grew out of the traffic club and it's in continuously changing today. So thank you for that. I'm sure you see a lot of differences from when, you know, your dad was involved um, to now when you're involved. Um, you know, and, and kind of jumping a little bit now uh, to Redwood Logistics, who you're with, another company that seems to be constantly adapting and kind of growing and, and providing what the customers need. I know that you guys are made up of a lot of different companies. So I was hoping to, to talk about, you know, who, who Redwood Logistics is and um, you know, how everybody works together there. Sure. Um, I, you know, Redwood is, is we have eight service lines, four business units, um, and a pretty good North American coverage when it comes to um, representation, both at the carrier vendor market level, as well as a client level. And so we're, we're, we continue to, to see organic growth, um, but we also are making sure that we never lose sight of strategic growth. And, and there's two very distinct moments there that you kind of need to address. And so um, I, or Redwood's grown over time. Um, and again, and we rebranded um, about six years ago, we rebranded. We were um, an American backhauler spinoff that started in 2001, um, like most brokerages in Chicago. And then over time, we quickly realized, hey, our clients need more than just basically a truckload brokerage. Um, and so we, we, we entered into the asset market um, and we ended up buying trucks and we still continue to have those trucks in, in the market right now. We've got about 300 power units and um, those trucks led to warehousing as well. And so now we've got about a million square feet of warehousing in Chicago and close to a million outside of Chicago um, that are contracted with our clients. And so what Redwood did for organic growth, I think, is exceptional when they sat there and we just listened to our clients. Um, and then we basically said, yes, we found a way to, to answer the question that our clients was asking us. So one of them says, hey, can you move a truck? The next one says, hey, would you mind moving the trucks on a private asset? The next guy mm -hmm. says, hey, listen, would you mind um, managing some of our freight for us? And we said, hey, listen, yes, we can. Um, and so we started a freight management company, which is uh, Redwood SCS. And so we have mm -hmm. a North American brokerage. Um, we have our assets with, under a freight exchange. Um, and then we started a third business called Redwood Supply Chain Solutions. Um, and that is basically flexible freight management. But that is a client asking us to, to manage a portion of their supply chain. And it, uh, the best way to explain it would be, hey, we're going to we make all our stuff in Michigan. We're going to start making stuff out of Mexico. What should we make in Michigan? What should we make in Mexico? Where should we put a DC? Um, help us with that. And then ultimately, once we're done with that, can you help us manage the carriers um, and the technology um, associated with it? So now you start managing freight. So we moved freight. Now we manage freight. Um, and then once we started managing freight, what we ended up identifying was uh, there are a lot of technology systems in the marketplace. And so we have ERPs, um, we have operating systems, we have TMSs, we have WMSs, uh, we have, you name it, carrier connectivity, carrier visibility, carrier tracking. Um, mm -hmm. You have all these requests that have kind of just evolved over time. So between clients basically implementing technology, right? Mm -hmm. As well as the, is the industry adopting um, kind of the Amazon effect, right? So you can yep. order tires from your phone while you're sitting in traffic and they'll be at your door the next day, right? That sensation mm -hmm. was happening at the same time we were identifying, wow, there are um, a lot of different systems and technologies out there 
and our clients mm -hmm. and are struggling trying to get them to connect. So you, you do one thing in one system, then you have to unplug and go to another system and do it in the same system. Um, and so we quickly realized that can we create a platform that would give our clients the ability to connect faster um, and connect sure. at an enterprise and scalable level. And so that's when we developed our fourth business unit that we're, that is called Redwood Platform Services. So okay. those are the big four. Um, and the last one, obviously, is, is, is it's funny. It's the most exciting one, right? <laughs> um, but we can't lose sight of what got us here. We still need to move freight. Right. So we had right. a client yesterday basically say, I have 18 trucks stuck at the Mexican border and I don't know what to do. Um, I've loved the fact that he called us and said, help us. Um, right. But he called us because we could move freight. He didn't call us because he basically said, God, I would love to connect my seven different systems. We're going to help him with that later. Um, mm -hmm. But at the end of the day, a lot of our clients still need help moving freight. So we never lose sight of, of how we got here, which is just working really hard. Yeah. No, that's great. Um, that kind of leads me into the next question I had. I recently saw that uh, Redwood made the list of uh, best and brightest in business companies. And I'm assuming that, you know, a lot of what you just talked about, um, whether it's the new technology that you guys are providing and all these different um, verticals within the company, as well as, you know, just being there for customer service and, and having and, and whatever the customer needs, whenever they need it. So um, maybe you could tell me a little bit about what uh, makes Redwood Logistics the best and brightest and, and make sure it's list. funny. Yeah. I, I, it's, you get, a, you get asked questions a lot and, and not a lot of people um, comment on these awards that we have. Um, mm -hmm. And we, we love these. And the, the reason, I think the biggest reason why we love these is because um, it, it's the combination of our clients, our people, our employees, um, and then our partners, our carriers and vendors. Um, and the culture that you create between the three of them, that to me is, is the best and bright part, right? So mm -hmm. if our employees are happy um, and are having fun at what they do, then the odds are that our clients are also having fun um, and enjoying working with Redwood. And then sure. obviously our care partners and vendors are. So um, for us, it's making sure that our culture is right and the people are right. And if you do that, those two things at the foundational level, um, they have a exponential value um, that kind of basically goes out into the marketplace on our behalf. Um, and it's something as simple as just answering a phone with some cheer in your voice, right? Uh, sure. One of the things that we continue to work with is the fact that this industry, no matter how you look at it, is, is and I don't like the word stress, uh, mm -hmm. but it ultimately is stressful. It presents a different opportunity, problem something every day. It's always different. And so if you can't have a little bit of fun while you're addressing a little bit of pressure, um, mm -hmm. th this industry can burn some people out pretty quickly. So you need yeah. to make sure that you're, you're trying to wrap your head around, are we having a good time? Is the culture clean? Um, and is our, 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 is our focus right? Are we focused on the right things? Are we focused on the problems? Or are we focused on the solution? And so um, sure. it's a hard battle. I don't want to make it sound, uh, I don't want to be cliche and downplay it. Um, but I think it's just the stark reality that most people don't that miss in our industry is the fact that um, this is this is a pressure rich environment. And I would tell you right now, um, the market echoes those sentiments. Right. And so it's not yep. 2018 was an incredible year. Right. A lot of people moved a lot of freight. Um, a lot of companies did very well. Um, mm -hmm. but we're now we're now in the middle of a freight recession that's coupled with an economic recession. Uh, I don't want to use that word. It's coupled with some economic struggles. 
um, sure. and now coupled with a global um, uh, global health crisis, right? And so right. you have those three things in play. And so let's let's be we can be straightforward that that's pressure. This is a pressure rich environment. So if you right. don't have a good culture and good have a good team, um, it's enough to um, some bring some people to their knees. So for us, I think you can you know being um, the recognized as the best and brightest is an important recognition for Redwood, but it's derived from the culture that we try and put in place. Sure. Yeah. And, and, you know, you've talked a lot about helping your customers to be more successful and, and you mentioned some specifics like with a border issue or something like that. Um, maybe you could dig a little deeper and, and tell some more stories or, or, you know, how you help some of your customers to be more successful. Um, and then also, dig into some of the technologies that you all are using. I know you mentioned earlier ERP, visibility, tracking, um, those types of things that um, seem to be very popular now. And, and, you know, like you mentioned, the Amazon effect pushing towards these things. So maybe talk a little bit about Redwood and, and what you all are doing a little more in depth. Sure. Thanks. Um, so for, for us, for the, I mean, again, I think it's, it's, there's, or there's, um, there are clients that ask you something that says, can you guys do this? Right. And then we need to be very transparent with our clients to say yes, no, or, Hey, can we get back to you in 30 days while we figure this out? Right. Sure. Um, and so for us, we just need to make sure that I think one of the things that not, I think this is what I believe. I believe that Redwood differentiates themselves by the, by that simple principle that we, we listen to them, what the client's having to say, and then we build something for them. Um, and that I think is we, we sell to the client what they're looking for, whether it's just a mm -hmm. simple transactional move um, or a complex integrated, um, some type of uh, complex integrated solution. I, I was trying to find a different word, but a solution um, that gives them what they're looking for. And so mm -hmm. those two things, I think, coupled together, um, separate us as a logistics service provider and turn us into a, a platform company with the with the basically a foundational ability to move freight. Um, and that, that, that I think helps us win and more importantly, gives our clients the ability to win. And so that's what we're, yeah. we're, we're truly trying to do. We want to get them to win. We want them to win the deal. We want them to get bigger and stronger. If our clients get bigger and stronger, Redwood ultimately does as well. So for us, it's basically having all 52 cards in the deck. Um, and, but what we realized was that those 52 cards in the deck are there, you, they all don't need them. Right. Sometimes in a game of hold them, you just need the ace of hearts. Um, and so you just need to be able to give them that. And so as long as we do a good job understanding what cards they need to win, um, we're going to be able to connect them and then hopefully get them to win their game. It's not about us. It's more about them. Um, and right. so that, that's a segue into what where the industry is presenting it right now. And the industry is presenting these technology challenges. It's the ability to scale and connect disparate systems. It's, Mm -hmm. Systems that change chronically, um, as well as systems that uh, don't connect very well. And so mm -hmm. R Redwood um, spent um, time, right? We spent a lot of time in our leadership and brought in the right people and the right talents, um, mm -hmm. and more importantly, invested capital into a platform and a platform mm -hmm. that gives our clients the ability to connect these disparate systems. Uh, mm -hmm. we, we, that's, that's hit the marketplace as Redwood Connect. Um, and we're really proud of this, but I would tell you the, my favorite part about this is that it's a platform that's very real. It's codeless connectivity. So you can plug an ERP 
into a WMS, into a TMS, and make sure all your carriers are connected. Um, and you do this in an environment that's less intense um, than it sounds, right? If I used it two years right. ago, if I'd have said that out loud, somebody would have said to me, that'll cost you $500 million and take you 10 years. Um, and so we wanted to make sure that we, we had a platform um, that our clients could use and, and, it's, and it's system agnostic. So we're not in, we don't have any favorite in the ERP environment. We don't have a favorite right. in the TMS environment. Um, we don't have a favorite in the carrier environment. We just have a platform that affords everybody the ability um, to connect and transmit data in most importantly, a usable format. Um, and that is that that is that's Redwood Connect, and we're really proud of that, and we're excited to see this take shape in the marketplace over the next couple of months. Um, yeah, but but that that to us is ultimately um, again it, where we're at now in the marketplace, and what everybody sees and perceives as value. Um, that this is Redwood's approach to it. Got it. Yeah, I mean, I, I love what you were saying about if I'm understanding correctly, you're not selling the products that you all have, even though you have basically everything or anything that somebody would want. It's more of being there when they need you, having the opportunity to link in different parts of the package. And it's not an out of the box thing. It's, you know, we're going to create something for our specific customer needs. And we have the people and the knowledge and the information there as you need it, but we're not there to sell you. We're there to be there for you. Um, yeah. And, and, you know, we have the people uh, with the Red, Redwood Connect uh, 2.0 that you were mentioning, um, you know, I've read about it a ton. I know you guys have presented at different events and to different uh, corporations about it. I'm just wondering, what, what have you been hearing from different uh, people along the chain, uh, the vendors, the, the carriers, everybody in between about it? Yeah, you're going to get a transfer. You're, it's, a, it's a great question for me, by the way, because if you had asked me how it works, I may struggle telling you because I'm just not <laughs> that guy. Um, yeah. So that's thank you for gearing that question toward me and not asking me how this works necessarily. <laughs> dive tech stack. Um, I wouldn't have understood to, anyway. So <laughs> yeah. All right. Good. We're the same boat. <laughs> Uh, but I think that, again, I, I frame it up in, in kind of three different ways in, in my uh, perception of um, Redwood Connect and the value that it's creating. And, and you hit it on that right on the head with in regards to our vendors, right? And so the people that I strategically talk to on a daily basis um, are asking these questions. And it ultimately, they are looking for an easier way to do things. And so if you think about it, if you're a trucking company, Right at the rawest form of what we do, you got 50 trucks you're running in the market. Your job's to run those trucks, mm -hmm. right? Your job's to hire qualified drivers. Your job is to manage cost creep, make sure that you're fueling at the right stations, make sure your insurance is clean, um, and then that's their foundational job is to is run their trucking company. And then they have all these customers that have various TMSs, hundreds of them, hundreds mm -hmm. of them, and then they also have all these warehouses that they have warehouse management software that they probably need to transmit data to. And then you sure. introduce logistic service providers like Redwood or other people in our space. And then you introduce brokers, right? And so you have all these guys that are demanding information, absolutely demanding it. There is no, Hey, would you mind? We just, it's a new <laughs> demand. It's been, it's table stakes. Like if you want to yep. sit at the table anymore, you need to be able to do this stuff. And so right. those people are sitting there saying, God, we would love to have help. Right. We would love somebody to help us, help us connect, help us see things easier so that I can go back to running trucks. 
Um, and so, and if you, if you took that approach to everybody, so a shipper says the same thing to us and a shipper says, I have a ERP system, right? That just went into play. We invested millions of dollars, but they right. didn't buy the T they didn't buy the TMS bolt on. Right. So we need a separate TMS and I already have one of those, but we just made an acquisition and they have a TMS and then we made an acquisition and they have a WMS that operates as a TMS. Um, and, and, and so you start running into, wow, you have a lot of stuff. And then we sit there and say, well, how do you guys figure this stuff out? And they right. sit there, they literally, it's a, it's not a blank stare, but it's a, it's a, it's kind of a stare that says, Hey, we're concerned about this and we don't have an answer. So we're just going to do it. Everybody with human nature, right? We're just going to work twice as hard. I'm going to sure. print something, then I'm going to write it, then I'm going to scan it, then I'm going to copy it, and then I'm going to mail it. Um, and so what we, this red, red reconnect for us is the way to say, don't panic, right? You can have multiple TMSs. Let's connect them to the ERP okay. system and let's let the, the Redwood connect translate what needs to go where and how often it needs yeah. to go there. And so sure. that's, that ultimately is Redwood connect at a high level as we sit there and say, we look at every angle of the industry and say, what are you, what do you need? Are you a trucking company that needs to basically transmit visibility? We can help. Mm -hmm. Are you a shipper that has disparate systems um, or is making an acquisition or is coming off of an acquisition? Or are you a, a, basically just experiencing some exponential growth and you need some scale in a fast nature? You need somebody mm -hmm. to help you basically deploy resources um, quickly. Um, mm -hmm. Those are things that you basically, that when you look at the industry, this is happening on a daily basis. And so the Redwood connects, it's a, it's a scalable, it's innovative, and, it's, and it, it basically is foundational connectivity um, for all of these things. It's not visibility, it's visibility plus more. Um, and, I, and I think ultimately at the end of the day, the data needs to be consumed in a way that you can make a decision. And that's what this is doing. Sure, that's great. I mean, we all need to be able to understand and everybody's at a different level. So <laughs> it helps everybody. Um, you know, another part of the toolbox uh, at Rebel Logistics, uh, from what I've been hearing about, is your strategic partnerships that you continue to, to build. Um, one of them being Transflow, I recently read about, but I'm sure there's a, a bunch of others uh, as well. Maybe you can talk about some of these uh, partnerships, how they're helping your customers and, and Redwood just to provide more to the customers. And, and specifically, if you wanted to talk about any of them, like a Transflow or somebody else, that would be great. Sure. Yeah. So, again, I think it's important that. Um, you kind of need to understand the strategic partnerships um, and where they fit in your business, right? So for mm -hmm. Redwood, there are strategic, I don't want to call them needs, but again, it goes against my, the two ways to grow, right? You can grow organically and you can grow strategically and the mm -hmm. best organizations do both. Um, and strategic partnerships help in our strategic growth initiatives, which ultimately downstream give you organic growth. Um, so we need to make sure that the strategic partnerships fit in our growth initiatives. And so a lot of times people can get um, distracted by mm -hmm. a strategic partnership. They're going to get distracted by entering into an agreement with somebody that may or may not give them what they're actually looking for. And so one of the things that we do very well is, in my opinion, is we vet, um, we vet the marketplace for what is the right person in the right, whatever our initiative is, right? So if it's, Mm -hmm. um, if it's just tracking, right. Um, now we all of a sudden we want to make sure that we've got the right tracking guys. And then all of a sudden right. we start turning into a world of, 
Well, what we've quickly identified is that there are a lot of carriers that have one tracking platform, but they, but a lot of carriers that don't have that one and we need the other one, right? right. So some strategic initiatives, in my opinion, you start with one and then you quickly realize you need five in the same space. Mm-hmm. Um, and so then you, ba- you have to become agnostic so that you can basically consume that information. So our strategic partnerships, it's a long-winded answer, and I apologize. I, I have a tendency of doing that every once in a while. But it's <laughs> no to make problem. sure that your strategic partnerships are, um, again, continue to evolve and are strategic. So when you have one, it doesn't necessarily mean you're not going to have them all. Uh, but you need to make sure that they align with your strategic goals. And so for us, the Transflow one, we truck stop and um, are probably the two most recent ones that we did. Um, and they're driven toward taking some inefficiencies out of um, a transaction for us. So we can't, we don't want to eliminate the human component. We're still going to need to talk to everybody. Uh, but we have some waste in a transaction. And when I mean transaction, it's finding um, a truck to help move our clients' freight. And so both mm-hmm. those initiatives for us helped us um, eliminate some of the waste it, from uh, what we call an, uh, an order to cash life cycle. The moment we mm-hmm. get the order to the moment that we get paid, um, we need to make sure that we're as efficient as we can be. And right. so um, for us, Transflow gives us the ability to um, see more capacity. Um, and that is very important for a logistics service provider, especially right now with the way we are seeing capacity change in the marketplace. Uh, we are right. in a freight, we are in a freight recession. Um, and we are also coming off of an incredible freight year in 2018. Um, and so between the volatility we saw in 18 to the kind of the stability and almost declining nature of 19, um, that's carried over um, kind of as a hangover into 2020. And then you couple in what I talked about earlier, um, capacity is is going to become um, a visibility to capacity, I should say it differently, is going to become very important for clients that for our clients. Um, and so we need to make sure that we're seeing as much as we can. So the, the strategic partnerships that we're, we're kind of continuing to add on right now are those, the ones that take some waste out of the transaction to help us find the right truck in the right place with the right rate for our clients um, to move their freight successfully. And um, that's, I say that almost, almost too easy. Um, it is really complex, um, but any strategic partnership that you can find that helps you with that um, is mm-hmm. something that's going to basically, again, it's going to give you the ability to hit your strategic goals. Um, and then obviously um, downstream, give you the ability to organically grow. Yeah, no, appreciate that. A lot of uh, what you've talked about so far also is just about, <clears throat> excuse me, uh, just the issues and, and the questions of the industry right now. So whether that's, you know, issues, recession, capacity, um, customers' requirements changing, wanting more visibility and more technology. Um, so maybe you can just, uh, you know, finish with just where do you see Redwood Logistics in the future? Where are you guys going towards? And maybe also just in general, the, the freight industry. Yeah, that's a, uh, we need another podcast. I'm just going to say that. <laughs> yeah, pretty um, wide open. Uh, yeah. So that the last question is probably its own podcast itself. But <laughs> here, here's a couple of things. I, I, sure. I'm certain um, that Redwood is going to um, continue to develop, build, and grow strategically. Um, and I, I, that is something that, that we – um, over the past three years have made sure um, that we we basically 
attack the market in a way in which the market needs, right? Mm-hmm. And so that our, our next couple of years are framed around that. Our next couple of years are framed around um, platform services and making sure um, that people are consuming data um, in a way that, that, that they can make strategic decisions on um, mm-hmm. and connecting um, systems that are reliable, convenient, um, and quick and fast. Mm-hmm. Um, and so we're also not going to lose sight. And this is one of the, my, the kind of foundational principles is you can't lose sight of the fact that the way in which we move the freight based off of the data that we have is the same. We don't have 3D printing. We're not the Jetsons. Cars aren't flying. Um, we are still need freight to be moved. We still need truck drivers. We are going to mm-hmm. always move stuff by trucks. Global trade has gotten... I don't have an exact number, but let's just say it's significantly grown over the last 15 years because of technology. And so somebody in the middle of Germany can buy something from a machine shop in Michigan that they would have never known existed prior to the advent of the internet. Mm-hmm. And so the internet of things gave us global trade, but the global trade still has to be completed on a boat or on a plane. And so you can't lose sight of the fact that the three dominant modes in transportation between planes, trains, and trucks, um, those aren't going to change while I am still in this industry. My son may see Jetsons, and my son may see the ability for us to print, um, again, to print an on-demand, whatever it is. You want to print something, you can print it in your house, and it pops up, and there you go. Um, My son may see that, uh, but I know I won't. And so for me, that's the, that for me, that's the thing that I think most people lose sight of. So we hear a ton about technology. We look at this fancy, um, the, the effect of, I want it now and I want it for free. Um, and that's kind of the consumer sentiment. I want it tomorrow. I need it now. I need it now. I need it now. And there's nothing wrong with it. Uh, but I think it's important for everybody to just basically frame that comment with this comment. I still need to use a truck, a train, or a plane to get it to you. Mm-hmm. Um, and so that's going to require time. It's going to require fuel. It's going to require capital. It's going to require drivers, pilots, captains. It's going to require ports and trucks and roads and bridges and railroads. Um, and so we still need all of those things to be successful in the logistics industry. So for me, I look at it and say that the the technology on top of the infrastructure will always continue to get better, stronger, faster, and less expensive. But mm-hmm. that bottom layer of infrastructure, of all the capital that we need, of people and power, um, that to me is going to continue to get, it's going to get bigger and stronger. Um, but it, it, like we should never lose sight of the fact that that's still moving freight um, is still critical um, for us to basically maintain that consumer perception of, I want it now and I want it for free. There's nothing wrong with that perception. Um, it's just people need to set their expectations to say um, how it got here is still the, is still raw transportation. There's still going to be truck drivers. We still need railroads. Makes a lot of sense. Well, yeah, that's all the time we have for today, Jeff, but um, just wanted to thank you for speaking with us on the podcast and uh, definitely look forward to seeing what's next for Redwood Logistics.